Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Hello, hello, hello out there. I am so pleased to have my next guest with us, Claudia Nygaard. Thank you for being with us. You're an award-winning, internationally touring, Nashville-based musician, singer-songwriter, and you're holding a concert with some of your friends at WOMR in Provincetown on March 8th between 6 and 8.30. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Cape Cod is my other hometown. Well, it was the first place I ever got a paycheck for singing. (laughs) <laughs> I started out actually on the Cape. I had um, I had been doing the weather on TV and then I lost that job. And when I did, I met this fellow named Chuck McCabe, who was a musician who used to play at the woodshed during the summer. And he kind of swept me off my feet and carried me off to the Cape. And I thought I'd sing for the summer. Thought it'd be fun to sing for the summer. And then, you know, all these years later, Oops, summer's not over yet, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've had just a lifelong Cape Cod summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. Which is not a bad thing. <laughs> if the music industry moved to Cape Cod, I'd be living there. You've got three songs in the top 20 of the Folk Alliance International Radio Chart. You tour 12 countries, 48 states. You've won many awards, including the prestigious Kerrville Folk Festival Songwriting Competition. Your album, Let the Storm Roll, rose to number one on the Cashbox Roots Country Chart and number eight on the Folk DJ Chart. And we're so lucky to have you hosting this concert for International Women's Day at Outermost Radio. Kathleen Healy, Monica Rizzio, Kim Moberg, Haisa Delori, they're going to be there singing their songs too. And I would love for you to just talk a little bit about Women's Day and what it means to you. A lot. (laughs) Well, I started out with this idea. I was actually going to do this show in Nashville right before COVID hit. And it was canceled because of COVID. And so I got to thinking about it. And um, because I was coming up to Massachusetts anyway to play some shows um, off the Cape. And I thought, you know, it'd be really great to do a women's show on the Cape. Because I have some girlfriends there. And Kami Lyle was my first thought because she's a great friend. But she's actually going to be in Austin while during the show. So she can't be a part of it. Kami and I go way back. And um, she used to live in Nashville too. So anyway, I thought about her and then um, and then I just started thinking about some other women that I knew. And then I discovered Monica, who I didn't know before, but I just loved her stuff. And we ended we apparently cut our last albums in the same place with the same engineer. And and so I'm really looking forward to hearing her. And it's just been um, always a place where I've always felt, you know, musicians have this term. It's one of my hometowns. You know, and it's often a place where you've lived. And I did live, I mean, I think all summer for like three summers when I was young, you know, and I've always come up. I I went from playing clubs to playing fairs and I would play the Barnstable County Fair and the Topsfield Fair. And anytime I was playing a fair in Massachusetts, I'd be running down to the Cape to play as well, you know. So and I've just kept all these friends. I mean, I'm staying with somebody I've known since my first gig, you know, so it's. Paul Cass, who does a lot of video work around the Cape. And anyway, he's uh, just a dear friend. And I have so many dear friends on the Cape. So it's really special for me 
to get to come anytime, but to come and, and get to play and get to hang with these girls is going to be a hoot. I'm really excited about the show because it's there's a lot of diversity. You know, Dolores a, a, a Brazilian artist and, you know, the other gals are, you know, Kathleen's so well known around the Cape. She plays around the Cape all the time. And so there's going to be that beach element. And then Monica's Brill Americana. So it's going to be a really fun show. You know, you sent me two of your songs that are about women's issues. In all your albums, you touch on a lot of different topics, you know, love, loss. You kind of come at things with more sense of humor. A lot of people remark on the fact that a lot of critics that you not only have a beautiful voice and you're entertaining to listen to, but there's something about your storytelling where you're able to really convey with emotion give atmosphere and like show us a whole scene. And so, you know, people call your songs mini movies and I've been really enjoying them. And uh, I listened to your song about giving a child up for adoption three times. And I, I, I was like, let me see if this happens again. And I played it and I started crying, crying, crying. And I stopped, and, <laughs> you know, towards the end, I stopped. And then I, and I went back to it and I'm like, let me see. <laughs> It does the same thing. How again. many times have you listened to the crying? <laughs> yeah, I, I three was. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do. It. I mean, it's it's a beautiful song. It's really moving, and um, and so can you talk about what inspires you to write? Are you telling your own stories, or do you like to tell other people's stories too? Well, I think things have to be generic with me, you know, because. You can't write about an emotion you haven't experienced. I never put a child up for adoption, although my sister thinks I did. <laughs> Played her the song and she said, did you have a child? And I said, no, I'm just a really good songwriter. <laughs> but what I could understand, what I could, I always, I never had children and I always wanted to, but I, you know, I spent most of my life with musicians and there just really wasn't enough security there in terms of relationship to raise a child, I would have had to give up the music in order to have a child. And that's, that's tough. Um, I was telling somebody the other day that when, when I first heard Ray Charles in an interview, he said that he could never love a woman as much as he loved music. And at the time I thought, Oh, that's horrible. But <laughs> as I get older, I'm thinking, you know, this music has been around my whole life and I haven't had a man be around for my whole life. So I'm beginning to understand this point. It is it is just who I am at this point. I did want to have a child. And so what I thought about was what would have happened if I'd have had a child without a husband and what would have my decisions have been. And I probably would have put a child up for adoption if I was really young. We're going to hear the song. It's called I Wonder, from the album Lucky Girl. And again, we're speaking with Claudia Nygaard. I wonder if your eyes are the same blue As they were that wretched day I didn't know then what to do That day I said goodbye to you And turned and walked away I wonder if you think of me And wonder 
If I think of you I think about you all the time I still wish that you were mine And I wish you knew That if I knew where to find you I'd be headed there today You don't stop being a moment When you give your child away I wonder do you have my smile And do you have your father's eyes By now you're fully grown Do you have children of your own I don't even know if you're alive Did I do what's Just what was best for me All I had to give was love Would that have been enough From a mom just 17 Give your child away Also, okay, <laughs> I'm telling the whole country this, but I was raped when I was 17. That's how I lost my virginity. And so my mind immediately, it was just one of the other songs on the record is Me Too. But but I, my mind went to what would have happened if I'd gotten pregnant from that rape and I was only 17 years old. Would I have kept that child? And there have been, you know, many times when I've thought that, you know. So, so that's kind of where it took its genesis, you know. After that, it was kind of became a, a little bit of a political thing because 
I just felt like it's such a difficult decision. As I was writing the song, I, mean, I thought, okay, what are your options here when you're pregnant and you don't want the child or you don't want to be pregnant at least? You know, you, you have five options. You can have an abortion. You can put the child up for adoption and spend the rest of your life wondering if it's okay. You know, you can keep the child and try to raise it as a single parent, which, you know, would have plummeted both of us into deep, deep, deep poverty. And, and, uh, cause I mean, I'm barely making it as a songwriter then, you know, when I, when I was at 17, I wasn't even making it as a songwriter, you know, even later, you know, in my twenties, no, you know, I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it. I could not be the writer I am today if I'd have had children without a husband. Your songs are great. And uh, there's just a lot of emotional authenticity that you bring to the stories. And I think it's important to tell people stories that might not write these songs as well. You know, I mean, you're going to lend your own imagination and your understanding of the human experience. And I've had so many people come up to me afterwards and say, I was adopted or I had to put my child up for adoption or whatever, you know, and then, you know, and I thought about that too, when I was writing the songs, like why, if I'd had that child and if I had been pregnant and had to have that child and put it up for adoption, then what would have, how would I find that child and how, you know, cause I would want it now for sure. If I'd had one, you know, because I'd be, you know, I'm alone. <laughs> I'd love to know if I had a child, I'd love to know if, it, if he or she was okay, or if I had grandchildren or whatever, you know. And your song Me Too is really awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know if you can play the original version, but <laughs> to tell you something she said to the stone you may not be here anymore but it's something you should own when I said stop you should have stopped hell I was underage but you forced yourself on me anyway Still I kept your secret And I shouldered the blame Like what you did was my fault Damn, I hung my head in shame You might be six feet under But it's not too late I showed up here Cause we got one last date Sitting on your headstone and spitting on your grave. Should have found you long ago when you were still around. But you're a lot less scary when you're underground. You took away my honor. And my trust in men But tonight I'll get them back again I'm drinking beer the way we did that night And I confess I'm getting pretty tight 
sitting on your headstone and spitting on your grave. This isn't something ladylike to do, but you treated me like trash, so that's how I'm treating you. Yeah, I'm And spitting on your grave Sitting on your headstone And spitting on your grave Hey out there, we're speaking with musician Claudia Nygaard on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming at WOMR.org. And of course, we have our new app. So your most recent album, Lucky Girl, was produced by Grammy-nominated producer Nielsen Hubbard, thanks to your successful crowdsourcing campaign. So the title track, Lucky Girl, tells the story of your ancestors. And it's just a total riot. It's fun. And you just, you know, you breathe a lot of life into your song. So can you talk about your inspiration behind Lucky Girl? You know, I read something okay. about your fever and how you turned your your bedridden flu into, you know, yeah. this work of art. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> well, um, what happened with Lucky Girl was when my mother passed, she left me this box and she, and it was, a, she said, you're the family historian. And I said, Oh, I am, <laughs> you know, but I'm a storyteller. So, so she left me this box and it had these letters in it from Norway to America written in Norwegian. The paper was all yellowed and everything. You know, this is from the 1800s and it was sent from Norway to the relatives that had immigrated to the Dakotas and, and, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, you know, where all the Norwegians went. <laughs> and so anyway, I had this, I had these, this box full of letters and I had never read them. You know, I never looked at them. Uh, and then I got invited to play the centennial of my grandparents' hometown, which is Grenora, North Dakota is about eight miles from Montana and about 20 from Canada. I mean, it's like way up there. So I was thinking, well, probably not going to play there again a second time. So I better take a look at these letters and see what it is I want to go sleuthing about to find. So I started reading these letters and went, holy crap, these people really had it rough. You know, the the first verse is my great, great, great granddaddy on my mama's father's side went rowing down the Norway coast with four friends and his bride. When a big storm came along and all his four friends came around and all his four friends drowned and there wouldn't be a me, but when he rose up from the sea to gasp for air, he had great, great, great grandmama by the hair. That's true. That is a true story. You know, in those days, the, the all the records were kept in the church, the births and the deaths. So when they recorded the deaths of those four that didn't survive, that were in the boat, they'd gone to a party. And this is the North Sea. You know, it's not warm. It's not the Bahamas, you know. So they had taken the uh, they'd taken the 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 boat down the the coast to go to a party. And they were coming back up the coast and they hit this storm 
and the boat capsized. So he had one hand on the hull of the upside down boat. And with the other hand, he grabbed her by the hair as she was going down and pulled her up out of the sea, you know? And then my, uh, my mother's father's mother's side, my mother's mother's side, they had a diphtheria outbreak and lost four children in two weeks time. And it was January in North Dakota and they couldn't break the ground to bury them and they had to put them in a grain silo for the winter. And so I'm, I'm looking at all of this in these letters and I'm thinking, yeah. And I complain because I have, you know, have to drive a lot and I, you know, I mean, just, I think it was John Adams who said, as a matter of fact, my boyfriend from Cape Cod that I'd come to the Cape that I started singing from, he told me this story one time about John Adams wrote, I am a soldier that my son can be a poet. You know, and I thought about it and I thought, it's because it's because these people struggled so that I'm able to do this. My great, great, great granddaddy on my mama's father's side went rowing down the Norway coast with four friends and his bride. When a big storm came around and all his four friends drowned and there wouldn't be a me, but when he rose up from the sea to gasp for air. Why, he had great, great, great grandmama by the hair. And my great granddaddy on my mama's mama's side homesteaded in North Dakota Back in 1885, he built a house of earth where his wife gave birth. Then diphtheria hit town and took four of their kids down. The ground was froze. He couldn't bury them till springtime flowers rose. And I complain about the weather. I complain about warm beer. When I'm lucky I'm still here I complain about the driving And you know that that's just wrong When I get to where I'm going I get paid for singing songs I complain about no boyfriend When I'm loved around the world Oh, the truth is I'm a lucky, lucky, lucky Lucky girl Then there's my grandmother on my father's side Married to a man who drank, she had to leave behind She raised her kids alone, worked her fingers to the bone Washing other people's floors, cause she was so damn poor That's what you do When you got kids and all they've got is you complain about the weather I complain about warm beer I complain I'm getting older when I'm lucky I'm still here I complain about the driving and you know that that's just wrong when I get to where I'm going I get paid for singing songs I complain about no boyfriend when I'm loved around the world oh the truth is 
lucky, lucky, lucky girl. Yeah, the truth is I'm a lucky, 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 lucky girl. <laughs> wise words yeah absolutely yeah that's something when i think about ancestor worship and appreciating the ancestors i really don't uh tend to think about their struggles and everything that they went through sometimes as women you know what they had to overcome but not those like everyday like in your face physical survival obstacles, obstacles. oh yeah women in north dakota would sit on their porch and literally rock themselves crazy from the nothingness of it all, just the endless grass and no community and no no one, you know, to hang they're out there on a farm and it's like a, a day's ride into town or whatever. So they saw no one for a long time until somebody else started homesteading near them, I guess. But just, you know, they went actually went nuts from the isolation. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, when I've read about people's hardships, just the, you know, obviously the the climate, the food, you know, trying to haul water, get, keep clean, like live, especially like living in the Dust Bowl, trying to keep clean. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> mother um, came to visit one time and she said, Claudia, you can turn your glasses back up. And I said, what? You know, I was like, my glasses, I keep them down, you know. She said, you can turn your glasses back up. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, you turn your glasses upside down because I did. And I turned my glasses upside down because my mother did. My mother did because of the dust bowl and the dust bowl is over. So the big picture, you know. Uh, wow. this, uh, my, my, my family is just full of stories, which has been a godsend for me. My father was a plethora of songwriting and inspiration. So he was a Montana cowboy. So that that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing your performance on March 8th. You're going to be hosting and emceeing this concert. And yeah. so everyone should come down and see it. Yes. Starts at six o'clock and we'll go on up. I think I'm on at eight o'clock. And so it's like, it's like a half hour spot for everybody. Every each, each act is about a half an hour or so. You know, there's it's a lot of variety in one night and there's only 10 bucks. Absolutely. And there's a cash bar. Yes. So y'all come down now, you hear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a large time. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Claudia Nygaard, for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. music is provided by Mazen. You can find her website at mazenmusic.com. That's M-A-E-S-Y-N. <laughs>